0: Today on CityCast Philly, I don't know about you, but this year's summer has felt hot and humid to me. We've had poor air quality, been under a drought watch, and then there were flood warnings from all that rain. But is this normal Philly weather during the summer, or should we blame climate change? It's Thursday, July 13th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Frank Coomer, environmental reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Frank, you know, we've had some really, really hot, humid days. There's been heavy downpours, flood warnings. Is this normal Philly weather for the summer?
1: Uh, Well, that's always the question, isn't it? And a lot of times you can't tell until it's over and we suss out the data. Uh, So I would say a lot of it is normal, but a lot of it is not right now. So you know we can expect thunderstorms in the summers. We can expect uh, heat waves. What we don't normally see, or it's, I think it was a su- uh, Sunday, we saw super heavy rains.
0: Yes, and I drove on ninety five, <laughs> yeah. and I had to pull over because it was so the I couldn't see. The visibility was bad.
1: Right. Parts of Berks County saw seven inches of rain in just twenty four hours. King of Prussia had five point four six inches of rain. Uh, they're pretty good amounts. They're not normal. What you're seeing, I, you know, I, I think a lot of scientists will tell you is a signal of climate change. Uh, and one of the interesting parts of all this is that, you know, these are no-name storms. So we're seeing deluges typically associated with major tropical storms. Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing now are these storms that really are kind of just coming materializing. And you know, the forecasts aren't even, I, I mean, they, they see them coming, but it's usually a day before. It's not usually days. And they're hard to track. Meteorologists were having tr- trouble even tracking these storms the other day. They were kind of all over the place. You know, it led to water rescues in you know Upper Marion, Radnor, Quaker Town. You saw the flooding. And it's the same storm system that's hit Vermont, which has just been crazy what's happening up there. I don't know that they've ever seen anything like this.
0: Okay, so you know we're using the term climate change and describing how it's impacting the weather that we're experiencing in the city, um, and in the suburbs. But Frank, I you know I just kind of want like a basic, quick definition of what actually is climate change.
1: Um, sure. So climate change is energy being trapped by carbon dioxide, more carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases uh, in the atmosphere. And you know, th- oddly enough, this is nothing. It's not a real new insight. I mean, there were warnings in the 1950s that this was going to happen by scientists. ExxonMobil's own internal research showed in like 1977 or so, I think, that this was going to happen. So it's not a real new thing. So, you know, you, you have this increased heating effect. And what that does is it, you know, it obviously heats the atmosphere. So you see warmer days, yeah. you know, you, you see them humidity that we've seen, humidity levels have been off nearly off the charts too. They've been tropical in recent weeks and that's part of climate change signaling. Uh, And you also have uh, precipitation, which grows with the amount of energy in the atmosphere. So the ocean is warming too, and that increases uh, the amount of energy in the atmosphere. So the more energy in the atmosphere means stronger systems. Uh, Hurricane Ida, I think it was what, two years ago that caused the the tornadoes in the area and and all the flooding, the flooding of the Schuylkill. You know, scientists said at the time that you're seeing that's a fingerprint of climate change because you had this massive system moving up the coast and, and the energy is just not dissipating. It's just growing. So by the time it got to us, uh, you know, the atmosphere is primed. It's saturated. It's like a towel that needs to be wrung out. And uh, uh, that's what happens.
0: Interesting. So like you said, because of climate change, we're going to experience hotter summer days in Philly and also even these downpours and more flooding. I can't forget to mention, you know, we've also experienced the wildfires and that smoke that blew into our area from Canada this year and that impacted the air quality. So how does climate change impact wildfires, which then impacts our air quality?
1: So uh, in Canada, they're seeing really kind of unprecedented wildfire activity. Uh, they're seeing, I think they said maybe three times the amount of area burned. It's probably more now. There's, that's old data I'm pulling from the top of my head from back in June when I was writing about this. So, you're seeing just a lot more activity in terms of that. And scientists in Canada are saying that you know one of the reasons it's so pronounced this year is because of the changing climate. The conditions are more favorable. Uh, you're getting hotter, drier conditions that were kind of fanning the flames there. And then we had the kind of freakish change in our, our, our wind pattern that drove the smoke into our areas.
0: And we also get impacted by New Jersey's wildfires, right?
1: Oh, correct. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly not to this degree. So you are seeing longer fire seasons. You're seeing it in New Jersey and the Pinelands. You know, fire seasons that used to start in, say, March or April are starting in February now. So a longer, hotter, drier season is going to lead to more wildfires. But normally the winds are westerly, so they're kind of blowing out the sea. They're not necessarily blowing in our area.
0: Now, earlier this year, you wrote about a report from Drexel University, and it looked at how different neighborhoods in Philly are going to feel the effects of climate change differently. What did the report say?
1: So the report by Drexel was actually interesting because it was a response to students, kind of imploring the school to to do something about climate change. So uh, some Drexel uh, academics got together with Delaware Valley Regional Planning Commission, Academy of Natural Sciences at, at Drexel, and they created a report which was presented uh, just recently. Uh, so what they're finding is that you know with sea level rise, which is part of climate change. They're saying that you know the Delaware River could see a rise of more than a foot by mid-century, and the temperatures could heat up nearly six degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And that brings along a rise of extreme heat days. So, all that is part of climate change, and they're all signals for climate change. And uh, this is not some kind of solo outlier report. You, you were, you know, I've seen multiple multiple reports basically saying the same thing. The numbers might not be exact, but the same the trends are the trends are there.
0: And so it's projected that this will happen over the next 25 years?
1: Uh, Yes, but you're already seeing it. Philadelphia, for example, the average June temperature uh, has warmed 3.1 degrees since 1970. So that doesn't mean that every year is the same. You're, You're seeing this continual rise, but you're seeing the trend pattern, but you're seeing this in every season. You're not just seeing it in summer. Uh, it's actually more pronounced in winter, so you are seeing these rise in temperatures, and the rise in temperatures means more mosquitoes earlier. That means it maybe a, po- a possible change in plant flowering. Well, this year, uh, if you remember, we had an extremely warm winter. Uh, you yes, know, we
0: did. I, I was looking yeah, for the snow. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: New Year's Day was uh, was kind of balmy for New Year's Day. Uh, you know, if you are at the Mummer's Parade, it was a really nice, comfortable day. There was uh, almost no snow this year. No, I think there was less of. Of an inch of recorded snow at the airport, and again, you know, we do have to be careful that we can't cry wolf all the time, and that's part of the problems with climate change: is that it, to cry wolf all the time kind of subverts the the message itself, and not everything is climate change. Some things are just weather. To, to give you an example of what's climate change and what's not, uh, I spoke to a scientist recently uh, about some of the flooding recently. And this is uh, Bob Kopp, who's at Rutgers and a very smart person. Uh, he was saying that you know you have to liken it to where, say, if you're ne- your basement had never flooded before, and now all of a sudden you're getting an inch of water, that's likely climate change. That's kind of a signal. If you used to get flooded with an inch of water in your basement, now you're seeing half a foot that's a signal of climate change. You're just seeing more, the storms have more energy to them than they would have if there were not climate change. So during Hurricane Ida, when I spoke to a number of scientists, they kind of said roughly the same thing where, yes, you would have seen a hurricane. Climate change did not cause the hurricane, but it fueled it to make it stronger than it would. And indeed, uh, there've been projections that we're going to see more hurricanes or more tropical storm remnants that are stronger than they were in the past. And is already seeing that with, you know, if it routinely saw her, category one hurricanes, which is kind of the among the lowest levels, they're now seeing threes and fours.
0: Now, when I want to go back to this, the report from Drexel University. So in the report, it says Eastwick, which is in Southwest, is mm-hmm. going to see more flooding parts of North Philly. They're going to get hotter faster. Is climate change on the minds of city officials?
1: That's a good question because we have a uh, we have a changing administration right now. So when the Kenny administration came in, it was they climate change was a big deal for them. They did make a big uh, to do about it. Uh, what the city can really do is, you know, uh, debatable, but um, the city did put out reports, has put out reports, uh, and updated them every few years on the possible impact on climate change. For example, the city owns the airport, uh, the impact on the airport, and you know they are seeing sea level rise. They are starting to deal with it there, so the city is aware of it, and it has taken some steps. And you know one of the major impacts that the city sees is on residents, and that's the. Urban heat island effect, and if you're not familiar with that, is uh, you know basically areas with a lot of concrete, asphalt, highways, buildings, uh, and less trees, <laughs> and less trees tend to be much hotter than other areas. So parts of the northwest section of the city can be you know 20 degrees cooler than parts of Hunting Park. So. People in Hunting Park are baking on some days. And, you know, some people still don't have uh, air conditioning.
0: And the schools sometimes have to close early or not have class at all because of the heat as well.
1: Right. They don't have air conditioning. So it does have all these ripple impacts. And uh, the city does have, you know, it has a program, for example, to increase the canopy of trees. Uh, The canopy of trees in the city has decreased by large amounts over time and the city wants to get every neighborhood up to i think it's a 30% tree canopy now tree canopy is it's you know if you if you look at a tree from above and look at how the spread of its branches and the leaves spread out that's part of the canopy so the city wants to increase that for all neighborhoods but it's a difficult task right because you can't put trees in some areas and 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 some Places people don't even want them because they they lift sidewalks, they drop leaves that residents can't get homes, rid of. Yeah. They damage the homes, yeah. right? Some trees, depending on the tree, are considered "quote unquote" dirty and drop things all over cars, and that is uh, so true. it's more di- <laughs> yeah, it's more difficult in a city than it is in a the suburbs or exurbs. But and Philly has a tree plan. Uh, that's part of this. Uh, it's a 128-page plan. It's very in depth. They say it would cost about 25 million annually to to do this. Um, I should mention that the Philadelphia Water Department does have a Green City Clean Waters program. This is this is an attempt to put in kind of uh, green infrastructure, like stormwater known as uh, green tools that, reflu- that reduce overflow and in runoff into sewers. You know, such as people using rain barrels, putting in more little parks and uh, places to soak up the water so it doesn't just run off from the pavement into the storm grain. And it does it does save millions of gallons of water from going in the Philadelphia water department is doing that but you know the problem is you're going to have a change in administration is this going to be a priority of the new administration that's i think that's unknown yet we haven't seen kind of any real plan emerging
0: wow frank is there anything we can do as individuals to make this hot weather more bearable <laughs>
1: Uh, that's a good question. And it's kind of a trap, isn't it? You know, turning up the air or turning down the air conditioner and increasing the output, uh, just, you know, feeds into the whole fossil fuel burning cycle that we're in. So, uh, I would say there's not much, normal people can do other than just cut back i mean yeah. you know in the end people are really are responsible for what's happening we are energy hogs uh, whether we like it or not we can blame the energy companies you can blame the government you can blame whoever but you know they are serving customers and customers demand it uh if you ever sat in the office and it feels like it's 50 degrees and you're freezing and you yes. need to put a sweater on <laughs> you know we're all kind of guilty of this uh And so what you can do is cut back on fossil fuel use. You're driving, take a bike if possible. But, you know, again, these sound like kind of platitudes that really aren't going to change anything.
0: Got it. All right. That was Frank Coomer, environmental reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Frank, thanks for breaking down all of this wacky weather and the impacts of climate change with me on CityCast Philly. Sure. Thank you. We'll have a link to more of Frank's reporting in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The driver of a Tesla who dragged a police officer several hundred feet after a traffic stop has turned himself in. 6ABC reports 20-year-old Eddie Brito-Alamante is now facing multiple charges, including aggravated assault and fleeing from the police. Officials knew he was the suspect because he left his driver's license and other information before he fled the scene. And some New Jersey shore towns saw water safety advisories this week due to high fecal bacterial levels. According to NBC Philadelphia, at least 13 Jersey beaches were under the advisory. The New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection said recent heavy rainfall was to blame for the dirty water. The beaches remained open as further testing was carried out. For more information about current water quality, check out NJBeaches.com. Org. We'll talk more about the Jersey Shore on tomorrow's Friday News Roundup. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about Philly's wacky weather, share this with your coworker, Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the Friday News Roundup. Bye.